0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your
1: free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Desmond Ritter, not great. No. First start, you know, maybe he'll get better. But Hey. Eleven targets to Drake London, huh? Seven for seventy. He's back in the fold. Forty-two percent target share. Hello, this is what we needed. So I'm going to give the ball to Drake London. Remember, he's a good player. Um, But it was all about the running backs for the Falcons, you know, particularly Tyler Algier, who might have taken a bit of a lead here in this backfield given his performance: 17 carries for 139 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Cordero also ended up scoring. Uh, They basically shared snaps 50-50. You know, that's a good sign for Algier, though. You know, Algier also saw all uh, non goal line short yarded snaps. Uh, they also shared goal line snaps 50 50. Uh, so, Algier's available in a lot of waiver wires, you know, so keep an yeah. eye on him. You know, he was kind of getting that, you know, eight carries, nine carries, 10 carries, you know, so like, you know, it wasn't so attractive, um, but, you know, he's somebody that probably should be rostered. You know, don't be surprised if next week, you know, he ends up getting like, you know, eight carries. You know, it, it all depends on how much the Falcons can run the ball. And we know they want to run the ball. It's a matter of, like, you know, can they, right? Yeah. And because it's it all depends on the game script, right? If they go down, it'll be hard for them to do it. Now, they have Baltimore next week, which means that they probably can, <laughs> right? Yeah. And they have Arizona in week 17, which is a great matchup for running backs and no Kyler Murray, so they probably aren't scoring a whole lot. So these right. are two matchups where Algier can potentially rack up some value, uh, some volume.
2: And that's a good point. You know, you talk about the game script and the way that they were running it. I mean, the Falcons went down this game early, too. It was 14-0, and they still leaned on him. So that's also encouraging. So they might not go right away from it. It might not be entirely game script dependent. The other thing that I think he has working for him is that the Falcons might be leaning into the, a youth movement kind of right now at the end of the season. Um, even though they might, you know, be participating, they might be contending for a playoff spot Um, I think they want to see what they have in Desmond Ritter. Guys like Tyler Algier, all guys that they drafted this season, Drake London, you know, the youth movement continues. Drake London was the only receiver that got a target, uh, got a catch, you know, this game. Demir Bird had no catches. Olamide Zaccheaus had no catches. It was pretty hilarious the way that the targets were distributed, like we said. We were calling for maybe Drake London to get a few more targets this game. Well, he got them, and he was the only receiver that registered a catch. And Tyler Algier looked good. I wouldn't be surprised to see that continue, like you said. He looked very good. He had over, over 130 yards on the ground. I, I think this is, this is going to continue, especially with Desmond Ritter. You know, he's a young quarterback. I'm going to take the pressure off him. They'll lean heavy into the run game as well. So I think Tyler Algier, if any of these guys, is maybe the best bet. Drake London has a brighter outlook than he had definitely coming into this week because it looks like Desmond Ritter's is going to be targeting him um, week in and week out.
1: Juwan Johnson, he saved my day yesterday. Yeah. This was, this was the one time a last-minute decision saved my day. <laughs> right, like I was between Tyler Conklin, Hunter Henry, and Juwan Johnson. Like, those are my three options. I had them all because I didn't know who to start. And you know, Conklin and Henry ended up in the bed, you know, but all three had good matchups coming into the week, right? And Juwan, you know, he's coming off a week where he was limited in practice all week. Troutman was banged up, but he was active in this game. So, you know, last minute, it was like 15 minutes, you know, before the game started. I just went with Juwan. And he ended up scoring two touchdowns. You know, in his last six healthy games where he didn't leave the game, he scored seven touchdowns. So, you know, probably should be starting moving forward, you know, as a low end tight end one. You know, this performance actually vaulted him all the way up to the overall tight end nine on the year. (laughs) That just
2: speaks to the parody that's been at the tight end position. (laughs) Like, it's just crazy. But Jawan Johnson, when a guy has that many touchdowns over that many weeks, you know, it's been pretty consistent. It looks like I'm not surprised that you put him in. But I'm interested. Were you kicking yourself at all when you saw Taysom Hill have that first long touchdown pass? Like I know he's a tight end technically, but you know, did it look like maybe it was going to be a bad day? Yeah. You know, well, you
1: know what's funny because like I looked away from because I was also this is a Superflex league. I was yeah. also starting Andy Dalton, so every time Juwan scored, you know, Andy Dalton got and I got stack, double right? I was I was do- I was double dipping a little bit, so that 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 was great. So I looked <laughs> away and I turned back to the TV and all I see is the ball going super long, long ball to um, uh, Rashid Shahid, right? Catching them. I'm like, oh, let's go. And then, like, the camera, like, tilts. And and I see that it wasn't. (laughs) It was Taysom Hill (laughs) who threw the ball. It's like, oh, my God. I was like, come on, man. Uh, But, no, it it was all good. Like, you know, Taysom Hill is going to do that, you know, whatever. But I'm I'm glad I started Juwan. Like, that helped me. Now all I need is Christian Watson to score what? I need like ten points out of him tonight, or twelve points out of him tonight. I think, you know, he can get it done. You know, hopefully, like he he's yeah. he has been showing that ceiling. So hopefully, you know, in a decent matchup, I think it's a decent matchup tonight. You know, he can potentially get it get it done for me. I lost to Lawrence. Lord, don't lose. Last week, I still ended up sneaking into the playoffs, but I'm playing him again this week because I'm the six seed. He's the three seed. All right. So we're gonna. I'm, if I if I can, you know, if I can get this win, I'll be on my way to the semifinals.
2: Yeah. I'm rooting for you because I don't have anything to root for at that point. That's really
1: think- nice for you. that's really nice of you man because you know, we talked about this yesterday over text, you know that, you know, last week, you know, going getting into the playoffs in this particular league they were talking about, yeah. you know. It, it's like we uh I think I got into the playoffs because I had more points than you.
2: Yeah, right? that's what it was. It was it like came the down six and seven seed. To one of those tiebreakers. That's what it was. And granted, the points force, you know, it, it's not really a bad tiebreaker. There there have been worse tiebreakers, I'm sure. But um, I, I was a little bit salty about that because I think you had a worse record to, than me up until then. Um, we ended up having oh, yeah. the same record, but you had, you know, more points. So that's fine. It's okay. I'm rooting for you. You know, upper hand family, we're rooting for each other. It's cool. But um, <laughs> yeah, and my team, thank God I didn't make the playoffs. I still wouldn't have won. Even if I made it, my team did terrible this week. So it, it happens. Devontae Adams, he's been on a cold stretch. You know, after that hot streak, it's been cold.
1: Yeah, man. Um, that that That's definitely, Devontae Adams is definitely disappointing, you know, for yeah. sure. Um, so, you know, it, this this performance by Juwan, I guess, came at the expense of Chris Olave, right? Who had a very disappointing day. Yeah. You know, catching only three balls for 53 yards on four targets. Uh, Alvin Kamara, you know, he did look a lot better this week. Uh, In a good matchup, 21 carries for 91 yards, uh, 23 total touches, but only 43% route participation, man. David Johnson ran one more route than him. You know, that just sucks, dude. Like, it sucks (laughs) a lot. He gets the Browns next week. So, you know, good matchup on the ground. I think he's still like a mid RB2 ish, you know, for now, you know, given what I just mentioned and the fact that he was only on the field for 62% of snaps, you know, and it's like, dude, it's David Johnson. Like, come on. Like, do we really have to be sharing snaps with David Johnson here? Right. You know, first of all, (laughs) was there any reason to share snaps with Mark Ingram? No. So it just seems like they want to limit Alvin Kamara for whatever reason. You know, maybe because they know they're not going anywhere. But even though they they, they had a chance. but Yeah.
2: They're a game out of a playoff uh, spot. What are you doing not giving the ball to Alvin Kamara? Like, it makes sense. I don't know, man. David Johnson hasn't been relevant since his Cardinals days. It's like they're just finding reasons not to give him the ball. (laughs) It makes no sense. And Chris Olave, like you said, you know, Rashid Shaheed is killing him a little bit. Um, I'm not sure how much I trust Chris Olave anymore. <laughs> you know, this offense yeah. I don't think is good enough. Andy Dalton, obviously, you know, he had an all right day. Taysom Hill was also throwing that, like he said, that dime touchdown to Rashid Shahid. But I'm not sure how much I trust Chris Olave anymore in this offense this season. Um, they're going to have to change at quarterback, I think, for me to trust him. And that's not going to happen the rest of the season. So I think Chris Olave I might be leaving him out at the top 24, me personally, because uh, the upside wow. has not been there, and the consist the consistency hasn't been there either. Wow,
1: I think Olave is definitely going to be in my top twenty four, but okay. he's not going to be that mid our wide receiver two that I started him at as this week. Um, it-, it was definitely a rough matchup. Only four targets. That's not what you want to see yeah. moving forward. Um, I I mentioned liking Deontay Johnson a little bit more this week because Mr. Biscay, you know, was to get the start, you know, and, you know, we just, I just wasn't sure if he was actually going to play, you know, the whole game, right? That was my concern. Like, were they going to bring in Mason Rudolph? You know, who knew? Uh, but he ended up playing the whole game and then Deontay Johnson ended up catching all 10 of his targets for 98 yards. Um, you know, so it was like a, when a when a quarterback who knows how to get the ball to Deontay Johnson does it, Deontay Johnson is going to do his thing. But my assumption is that Kenny Pickett will be back next week. Um, You know, something to note, given these wide receivers, you know, have a good matchup against the Raiders. So, yeah. you know, if, just, just if, just if, if, if consider, Pickett's yeah. back, if Pickett's back, whatever. I, I don't really care about starting any of these wide receivers, you know, to be honest. Right. With you.
2: That's true. Like, as bad as, you know, Mitch Trubisky has looked, <laughs> he hasn't been perfect. Um, he does make Deontay Johnson relevant. So I think, yeah, if uh, would you want to see him over Kenny Pickett the rest of the season? I Just would from because fantasy perspective. I think, so. yeah, because
1: what is Kenny Pickett doing for us from a fantasy perspective? Nothing. He, like, who is get, he making relevant? He's game managing. <laughs> he's making he's making everyone irrelevant. Yeah, that's true. You know? Well, yeah, and Pat Firemouth was completely irrelevant. I think he had no catches.
2: Yeah, he bottomed out. That was a donut. He bottomed completely out. It was bad. (laughs) We saw it coming. Yeah. I mean, he's been on a downward trend these past few weeks. And he was kind of producing despite it. You know, he had a touchdown last week on three catches. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it looked like he might be all right. But, you know, you look at the underlying metrics like you outlined, you know, last week on the podcast. And this just was, like I said, that this is rock bottom for Pat Frymouth. I'm not sure how much more we're going to see from him this season. Um, I don't like his upside, really. He's now... He's a streamer, streamer. You know, there's not much hope for him as far as being a weekly contributor on a consistent
1: basis. The Panthers couldn't find a way to run the ball against the Steelers, man. No. Brutal performance. <laughs> you know, 10 carries for nine yards for Deontay Foreman. You know, I don't know what the hell happened there. Chuba Hubbard didn't do much better, uh, but he saved his day because he's very involved in the passing game. Um, you know, it's worth picking up Hubbard. You know, if he's available waiver wire, just want to let you guys know about that. Make sure. But, Let's let's talk about Trevor Lawrence, okay? The late yeah. season breakout from Trevor Lawrence right now. Uh, threw for three hundred yards and four touchdowns against a tough Dallas defense. He now has eleven touchdowns in the last four games since his bye week. Uh, three of the four touchdowns he threw went to Zay Jones, who finally is putting it all together since the bye. Right, yep. three spectacular games over the last four. He put up one hundred nine yards in, the t- in three touchdowns yesterday unfortunately he gets the jets next week so we got to temper expectations there or or just not start him you know we recommended benching dj shark against the jets and i definitely won't be recommending a whole lot of zay jones next week but besides that wow like what a game you know hopefully you were in a pinch this week you know because that's the only way you're really starting zay jones right like yeah if you weren't in a pinch you probably weren't starting him if you had like quote unquote studs you probably weren't starting him but uh you know three of the last four i guess zay jones is a stud now i don't know Um, maybe League win. It's funny. <laughs> I guess. Maybe. It's, it's funny. You know, I really like Zay all year, right? Like, yeah. we talked about him so many times and I kind of just gave up on him because he wasn't putting it together. Like, all of the underlying metrics were there, right? And it was just like, it wasn't happening for him. Like, and then random, randomly in a good matchup, he'll like catch four of four targets. So I'm like, dude, you had it. Come on, you know? Yeah. Uh, But now he's finally putting it together. So <laughs> it's all coming in bunches for Zay Jones at this point. Yeah. I,
2: we had him a couple times, you know, on our start-sit posts. We had him as, like, desperate starts. And, you know, you talk about him, you know, yeah. having to be in a pinch to start him. Do you have to be in a pinch right. to start him? I, I know next week, you know, the, the Jets, and I, we're not going to be recommending him, like you said. Um, so that's tough. I'm not expecting this to kind of, you know, continue next week. But it looks like he's going to be all right. Maybe I, yeah. I don't want to start projecting next season, you know, because it's there's only one more week in the championship after that. But for me, the Trevor Lawrence performance against the Cowboys defense, like, man. Did he look good or what? Like, man, yeah, I couldn't believe it. And he had a quiet first half. This could have been a bigger day. I think he had, what, he had three touchdowns in the second half. Like Trevor yeah. Lawrence has arrived. I mean, it's it's a fact now. You know, that's where he's at. And I said last week on the podcast that this was going to be the measuring stick game. And this was going to tell me, you know, is he going to be, you know, maybe one of the higher end quarterbacks for me next season? Looking like it. I mean, unless he yeah. does some mass massive collapse at the end of the season, you know, I might be looking at him as a top twelve option next season. Top top hundred percent.
1: You know, every year there's always that quarterback who kind of you're like, all right, well, who is going to jump into that upper echelon? Right? right. It was Joe Burrow, right? Last, last year. Season. Yep. You know, it, well, yeah, going into last season, right, and then coming going into this season, the fantasy who was a fantasy star, Jalen Hurts, right, mm-hmm. entering that stratosphere. Um, you know, and then next year, it's all—it's going to be about Trevor Lawrence, man. You know, yeah. and the best thing about Trevor Lawrence too—he has that sneaky, sneaky rushing ability too. Yeah, right. Which is great. That's what you want to see. I mean, not <laughs> he it on that phone uh, but he has—he has it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. He has
0: that's it
1: though. Fun. He has it in him. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's great. I'm really, I'm really excited to see this because you know he was somebody who you know was coming into the league. He had a terrible start to the to start to his career, but I'm glad. And because of, obviously because of the head coaching situation, but obviously, you know, moving forward, you know, he's kind of, they kind of revived him. You know, Doug Peterson was there to revive him. And at least his career is not going down the toilet.
2: Yeah, not 100%. It's good to see that he's actually doing well. Of course it comes against my Cowboys, but it's okay. You know, you can't win them all. Uh, the game plan for Dallas was not good in that game but Trevor Lawrence you know the main takeaway everyone on the Cowboys that you expect to get it done got it done um, but in this game you know Zay Jones and Trevor Lawrence was a story Travis Etienne had his first you know all right game in a while too so yeah he had 100 yards on the ground he got it done for you where he wasn't before so if you started him he, he wasn't you know just a bomb on your roster
1: Yeah, he did have that fumble, though, which wasn't good. Uh, He did leave the game in the fourth quarter uh, with an ankle injury. He did come back in overtime, but they only had a couple snaps in overtime. So it's something to monitor. Um, I think it's worth picking up Jermichael Hasty just in case. Right. Um, And then Christian Kurt, he was fine. But Evan Ingram had another very solid game uh, in a tough matchup for, you know, for him, right? Like Dallas has been really good against tight ends this year, but eight yep. for 62 on 10 targets. It looks like Trevor Lawrence is just elevating everybody around him right now.
2: Yeah. And I think Evan Ingram, I'm not going to call him, you know, we're not going to replace Mark Andrews, with Mark Andrews with Evan Ingram, I don't think. But could he be like a top six option? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, they I'm gonna are playing the him, Jets, but yeah. I'm
1: going to start him over Mark Andrews next week.
2: I feel like you have to.
1: The way even, that he, even against, he, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, he did uh, it against the Cowboys,
2: right? That's that's fair. And I don't want to hold my Cowboys the bar that high because they just let up 40 points, but they have been a tough matchup for tight ends all season. So, Trevor Lawrence, the way he's playing, I mean, look at the way Trevor Lawrence is playing compared to any Ravens quarterback this season. Trevor Lawrence, at, right now is outplaying Lamar, um, even since you know, week three because the first two weeks of Lamar, of Lamar were fantastic, but since then, uh, he hasn't had a production like Trevor Lawrence is having right now. So I think you look at the quarterback situation alone, and that gives me hope for Evan Ingram over Mark Andrews heading
0: into next week. 2400 Sports is an odyssey company. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.